Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Hallelujah. We started uh, a discussion some times ago, I think about three weeks ago now, of uh, talking about building spiritual weight. I call it building spiritual stature or building spiritual capacity. Building spiritual capacity. And we talked about reasons why we need to build spiritual weight. We need to be heavy in the realm of the spirit. We cannot be light in the spirit realm and expect to do great things, great feat for God. We cannot be light in the spirit realm and expect to do great things for God. And we, we need to understand that spirit controls the, the physical, spiritual controls the physical. Whatever you see in the physical happening had taken its toll in the spiritual before it happens in the physical. Time will not permit me to give so many examples, but you see, they talked about Jesus being the lamb that was slain. The lamb that was slain, why he was even yet unborn, he's been slain in the realm of the spirit. He says, I come in the volume of the books that is written concerning me to do thy will, O God. So, things have been written concerning him. Another example I can give, you know, Joseph told Pharaoh, after Pharaoh had two successive dream, dreams and says, I saw the cow, the one that are coming from the sea, they were, they were lean. But the cow that were robust and fat, they were standing on the, on the ground. And the one from the sea came and hit them all. And I was wondering, why would, if, if, if a thin cow swallows such a big fat cow? Then he said, the other thing, he saw a sheaf, like a corn. And he said, the one that had thin and lean, they swallow up the one that were big. And Joseph, when he would interpret to him in Genesis chapter 10, and he says, look, king, this thing was shown to you twice because it has been determined in the spirit. It has been concluded in the spirit. So they were not going to experience that famine for seven years ahead, seven years coming. But in the realm of the spirit, it's been determined. It's been completed. I told of uh, one of our um, guest minister here, Reverend Oyeks, that went to Ethiopia some times ago, and I mean, and according to the story, I had landed in the in this in that country, and at the airport, we were like, "Wow, can't somebody? Are there no prayer warriors who can pray for this country? I can feel war everywhere. There's spirit of war all over the country, and believe you me, six months later, war broke into that country. There are some people that God has given grace." To, to control territory. They are heavyweights. And what they say in the spirit, as long as they remain in that territory, that territory can never be succumbed by the devil. But many of us, you know, uh, it's, it's just not about being a Christian. It's being a Christian that God can use. It's not just about, I repeat that, not just about being a Christian. It's, it's good to pray, Lord, uh, give me radiation. God, increase me. God, let your blessing be upon my life. For what purpose? For what purpose? So I can be comfortable or I can just enjoy my life. I can just be popular or famous. That's not the reason why God gives blessings. God gives blessings so that he can make use of it whenever he needs you. Whenever he needs me. Whenever he wants to do something with it. That's why God stretches his hand to any one of us, to anyone. So that his blessing can be used of his, I mean, for his glory. 
He says, Thou, O God, art a worthy, uh, you created heaven and earth, and you made all things, and for thy pleasure they were all created. So it is not just being a Christian, just for being a Christian for, for the sake of it. No, we are supposed to be believers that God can use. And in the realm of the spirit, if God scans around, who can I use? Who can I quickly use for this Saturday battle that is coming? Can he find you and I heavy enough to confront the enemy? Can he find you and I strong enough to do what he wants to do? Can God find us heavy enough in the spiritual weight? And I, and I talk about, you know, believers having different kinds of weight. Many are operating at the light weight. Many are cruise weight. See, before devil comes to attack, he weighs people. He checks them out. He checks them out and he will know what kind of demon to send. Of course, if you look at the book of uh, Joshua chapter, I think chapter 7, when they were going to fight the, the city of Ai, they, the people went and spied and they came back and said, don't even bother to send everybody. Just send few. Why? They weighed them up. So we are weighed in the realm of the spirit. Devil knows which demon goes and attack this one or which devil go and attack this one. And some people, it is just common headache, sickness that just attack and, and they are down. Uh -huh. Devil wins them. You know, some believers, even though they are, they are in the Lord, some is just temptation of sin. Sin. So, oh, I, I can't stop it. I, I, I just could not overcome this. No, it's because our weight is light. If we build enough weight in the realm of the spirit, I tell you, the scriptures say there is no temptation that comes to us that has not fallen to man. He said, but God in his mercy has also made a, a provision in that temptation, a way of escape. So, there are many of us that we cannot escape simple temptation. Some will say, if I perceive the smell of the alcohol, something will just tell me to have a taste. It's because you're light in the realm of the spirit. Some will say, oh no, the lady was just naked in my presence and that's why I fell. No, it's just because your weight is light. If you're heavy, you will be like Joseph and overcome that. Some will say, oh no, when they show me the money, I just could not say no to such a, to such, to such a, uh, such a gesture. And so I just give myself up to it and I accept it. It's because we are light in the spirit realm. If we have weight in the spirit realm, some of these things cannot pull us down. Some cannot pull us down. Some cannot pull us down because we will have built weight to confront it when the times will come. And I did, I did say that evil day will surely come. Days of trials, days of temptation. You know, days that devil will come and tell and shake your faith and say, oh, do you still believe God? Do you still trust God? Those are evil days. It's not necessarily mean calamity or anything like that. Devil will come and check us out. Say, curse God and die. But if you are not strong in the realm of the spirit, you will fall into that temptation. He will come around and say, is God faithful now? After all, he promised all of this. This is not happening. This is where you needed it. God did not bring it. So tell me, how faithful is that God? And the Bible says, in all of it, Job fell down on his face and did what? And worshipped. And worshipped. That is someone who has built himself up in the spirit realm. So it's important for us to build up. Just like we are in the gym. And you are trying to make, you know, to make your body fit. So also you are in the spiritual gym to make your spiritual strength fit for the days to come. Just the same way. And I mentioned why should we be spiritual weight? Number one, I talked about spiritual controls, the physical. 
And it is important to know that what happens in the spiritual is what determines what happens in the physical. So you need to build spiritual weight so your physical can be a true reflection of what the spiritual is. Spiritual weight determines spiritual command. That's another thing, reason. The command that we control in the spirit realm is what determines how we command or the victory we have in the physical. In fact, your depth in the Lord determines your height among men. I say that again. Your depth in the Lord determines your height among men. If we are not deep in God, we are not rooted, we'll be too short, too insignificant in the, in the midst of people. I was listening to news this morning. <laughs> Not news, I think uh, from YouTube comment about uh, election, presidential election that happened in Nigeria. And somebody was, um, they put on there that uh, the current president-elect uh, reached out to uh, Adeboya, General Vasia, to wish him happy birthday, despite the fact that the letter that Adeboya has not congratulated him over his victory, his supposed victory. And I just shook my head. I said, okay, how is that in news now? How is that in news? Somebody said to one year old, somebody reached out to say, congratulations, sir. And then that became a news that a whole country has to be following. But I learned a lesson there. I said, if your weight is low, nobody recognizes you. You become insignificant among men. And the other lesson is, see, whether you participate or not, if you are heavy in the realm of the spirit, the world cannot ignore you. Mm -mm, they cannot. Whether you say something or not, whether you talk or not, whether you, everything you do becomes a standard. It is the function of spiritual weight. That the Adeboye himself, Ajio, said one time, he said, I now have seven, as at that time, honorary PhD degrees. Seven honorary degrees. And I became this, I became that. He, he listed all those. He said, all because I made the decision to follow Jesus. Not because I read. Not because I studied those degrees. He only studied PhD in mathematics and that was it. But universities are begging him to take honorary degrees. All because I was seeking Jesus. Jesus. Ah. The meeting we went yesterday night uh, where Pastor Peter Olawale was ministering said something that struck me and I jotted down. Whatever you see in the scripture that somebody has done and the result they found, you try, you will get the same result. Whatever you have read in the scripture, you find someone have done it, someone have experienced it, you just try those things too and you will be expecting the same result. Because they are put there in the, in the scripture for our own good. So that when we read them, we can live our life by them and get the same result that they got. That's if we do them well. Now, as I was, the Lord was telling me, you know, uh, this past week to study the book of Daniel. And while I was studying the book of Daniel, and I read, you know, read through the old book of Daniel. But I kept back again and started reading again. When we talk about spiritual right, I mean, uh, God's radiance, I see it more in the life of a man called Daniel. And I want us to take a look at it. Daniel chapter 6. He wrote it, he documented it. Daniel chapter 6. If you could help, please, let's have that. Daniel chapter 6, we're going to see 
from uh, verse, uh, uh, we're going to see from verse 1, Daniel chapter 6, but, and I would like it to be in NLT if we could. Daniel chapter 6, okay, NLT version. I'll start from verse 1. I just want to get it here so I read from my own uh, system here as well. Amen. Is somebody following? Is somebody following, George? All right. So let's look at Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. You know, starting from verse 1 in Daniel 2. Okay. Uh, all right. It says, Darius the Medi decided to divide the kingdom into how many province? 120. And then he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. Okay? How many officers then? 120 officers. High ones. The king also chose Daniel and two others as what? Administrator to supervise who? The I officers, the 120 officers. What do you think brought that? That's what Holy Ghost was asking me. I was on a journey just last week and I was sitting down on this book of Daniel. I said, what, why, how do you think that happened? We can quickly think that, oh, God just favored him. You know, our God is a God of favor. Somebody impacted into him and that just happened. Mm-mm. If you want to experience God's radiance, as Brother Lau was leading all this morning, those are the ways to see radiance in the workers' meeting. You see, you, you just see things working out. If you want to experience God's radiance, do what people who have experienced it have done. And you will start experiencing it as well. We so much carry Christianity of, uh, you know, just, just impact it into me, impact it into me. Sometimes it doesn't come by impartation. It doesn't come by impartation. The Bible says the, the king chose three to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interest. In verse 3, Daniel, everybody let's read together verse 3. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Now, continue. Because, because of great, Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over who? The entire empire. Is God talking to someone? Daniel's capability brought about the result that he has. The king thought to place him over the entire empire because of his. Now, the Bible says he proved himself. The language they will use there, they say you have demonstrated consistently over time. Have we proven our, proved ourselves as people that can be depend, I mean, that are dependable, that bosses in, in, a, in a workplace can say, no, if I give him a job, it's going to, it's going to get done. I, I go to sleep. Have we proven ourselves as people of high quality? Just like Daniel. The Bible says Daniel proved himself more capable than all other administrators and the high officers. 
120 high officers. Three administrators were chosen to supervise the high officers. But Daniel still proved himself better than even the 120 high officers and the three administrators. And then the king thought about it. I got to promote this guy to look after the entire empire. This is the way to experience God's radiance. But Daniel did not just get there. Now, if you go further in verse 4, it said, Then they ordered the administrator and high officers, they have fought. I mean, they were searching for fault for some fault in Daniel, the way he handled government's affairs. Now, let's look at it. It said, And high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But what? They couldn't find anything to criticize, condemn. Is the Holy Spirit that is doing this for him? Or his own determination? First lesson that the Spirit taught me over this while I was looking at it is the first thing is determination. Determined to be people of quality. A person of high quality. And you will be. Make that determination first. The Spirit can only help your determination. If you have not made up your mind to do something, Holy Spirit can't help you. First, make up your mind that I'm going to be a man of excellence, a woman of excellence, a, a man that is determined to say, no, I will, I'll be a person of quality. And part of how we do it, if I were in a Bible study, I will ask everybody to give me one or two ways. But one of the ways we do it is by investing in yourself. You know, that's one thing we said about this year. Invest in yourself. To, to, do something that will move you from where you are to the next level. Don't just stay at one point. If it's business we are doing, let's do the business. Let's take it to the next level. Re review what you have right now. And what can I do? A step forward is a good step. Is it a certification I have gotten? There's something I can do that will make me move, push me forward. Somebody say it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Daniel made up his mind to become a man of quality. The Bible says they could not find in him anything to criticize or to condemn. It was church, it was what? How many times? Always what? Responsible. And what? Completely. Does that look like quality that Holy Spirit just impart on somebody? No. No. Does that look like qualities that somebody goes on the knees and starts praying? Lord, help me to be responsible. Help me to be faithful. Help me to be responsible. In my workplace, be faithful. Mm -mm, just be responsible. Work opens 8 o'clock. Get there before time. They are close, close for 30. Close. Don't go before time. Work you are giving and there's deadline. Do it. Finish it. At a, at a quality way, in a, in a quality manner. Let, let, the, let anybody look at it and say, mm -mm, we can't find any case against him. It's just too trustworthy, too faithful. It's just, it's just, it will just do his job. I work in a place where many people you know, do whatever they like. But even those who do what they like and they just get away with it because of whatever system they are operating at, they will say, come back and tell you, that guy, mm -mm, he doesn't mess around. He does his job. <laughs> I said, so you know. Do it so much that even the, the, the ungodly will know that indeed you stand for something. Unfortunately today, Christian wants God's radiance and yet we are not ready to imbibe 
all these qualities that Daniel had. And the Holy Spirit told me that all these things started from Daniel chapter 1 where that young man at the age of 16 made up his mind not to defile himself by, with the king's portion of, of food. All this started from when Daniel, he got to a strange land and they gave him, you know, they, they, when I was looking at the quality of the people that that king was asking for, and the Holy Spirit called my attention to something. Mark it. Maybe I should. Time is just what I'm, I'm looking at. Maybe I should just quickly look. You see, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 1, maybe we'll just quickly go there. If that's what God wants you to hear today, that's fine. Daniel chapter 1. Okay. And it says in verse 5. Uh, Let's see verse 3. And the king spake unto Asphenas, the master of the Enoch, that he should bring certain of the children of where? Of Israel and of the king's seed of the princess. Do I have that in NLT? NLT, what does it say? Then the king got Asphenas, chief of that, to bring the palace some of the young men. That's what I want to see. Young men of Judah. The Holy Spirit said to me, mark it. Daniel and the four Hebrews were not the only young men they brought in. They were all from Israel. Because I thought initially when I read that place, I, I didn't pay attention. I was just thinking, that, oh, maybe the king has brought a lot of slaves from everywhere. No. Men of Judah. So why were the four people made up their mind out of all that were brought? Some people stood in that table and they heard. They came from Judah too. And this is a lesson. It says, by the time they talked to Af Afghanistan that they cannot eat from that meal, it first they said, uh, and uh, the king appointed in verse 5 them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine, okay, to drink. Now, in verse 6, it mentioned the names of those people. And in verse 7, uh, unto whom the prince of the Enoch gave names and all of that. But verse 8, but Daniel proposed in his heart. So the whole story started from Daniel. Proposing in his heart that I will not do it. Now, what now happened? And he said that we will not drink from this. And now, he spoke to, the, to Athenas. And, and Afinas said, we cannot do this so. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of Enoch. And the prince of Enoch said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who had appointed your meat and your drink. For why should your face, for faces worse, liken them to the, children, to the children which are of your sort? They were all brought from the same place. Why would your own be different from these people? That's number one thing that should have disqualified and discouraged them to say, well, you know what? Others are doing it. We are all from the same tribe of Judah. So, well, let's just do it because it's a requirement. Many of us, it's a requirement. It's what they have asked for here. But the Bible tells us that then said Daniel to Mechzah, who the prince of Enoch has set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Prove thy servant, I beseech thee, for ten days. And let them give us pause to eat and water to drink. Daniel still went further and proved this case. Those guys may be doing it. They may be from the lineage of Judah. They may be the same people as sought. We are of the same tribe. But I'm sorry, others may. I cannot. He made up his mind and he became an instrument in the hands of God. So, when the Holy Spirit took me to Daniel chapter 6, and I went back to the last verse, which is 28, 
Let us all read together. Daniel chapter 6 verse 28. That's where the old lesson started from. Can we all read together? Three go. So, prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. How did they prosper? This is nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Darius was a king. Cyrus was a king. Bethesda was a king. All of them came to the light of a single man. How did they prosper? And then the Holy Spirit said, go back to chapter 6 verse 1 and start reading what this man did. He made up his mind. Determination is one key way to get God's radiance. But this morning, as we wrap up, I'm just going to tell us, you know, we, we have a discussion around how do we build capacity. The first one I talked about, can somebody remind me? The first one we talked about last week, how do we build spiritual capacity or spiritual weight or spiritual stamina? I mentioned one. Be what? Obedience? Mm, yeah, it's just part of you. Thank you for that. Yes. Do we, do we jot down things where we're... <laughs> Sorry? Maintaining pure heart. Maintaining pure heart. Because everything we do on earth is built on this foundation. Maintaining a heart that is pure before God, that is perfect before him, a heart that loves God, a heart that is saved. This is the junction where I have spoken. People who are yet unsaved, your heart cannot love God. Your heart cannot love God. You don't even know him. That's one. The first thing we need to do is to come to the light of God through salvation. He said, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God. And as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So we need to yield ourselves, our, our life unto God and be saved first. Maintaining a heart that loves God, that loves God. And of course, when you are saved, you need to consistently guard your heart with all diligence, the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 4, 23, because out of it flows the issues of life. We need to consistently guard this heart, protect it with everything that is in you to ensure, like Paul says in Acts 24, verse 16, that I myself, I strive to, to have a conscience without offense towards God and towards any man. I try my best. Hebrews chapter 12, 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness. So I try my best to make sure that my heart is always right and is always clean before God. Of course, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 22, flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Calling on God is not the subject, it's not the most important thing, but calling him from what? From a heart that is pure. I have learned in my life that there is connection between purity and power. We want God to answer us quickly. Let us live a life that is pure in his presence. Of course, I quoted Psalm 24 that talks about God who, who, who ascends to the hill of the Lord. Who, who comes to the holy mountain. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord. Who shall stand in the holy mountain, verse 3. And say, he that has a clean hand and a pure heart, which hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. These are the people that will stand before the Lord. 
So, maintaining a pure heart is the most important thing. Because everything else is built on it. Everything. Everything. If God is going to test you and I today, it's not going to test our physical strength. It's not going to test, it's going to test our character that is born out of our heart. What kind of heart do you have for God? Two people in Genesis chapter 4 brought offering before the Lord, Abel and Cain. God accepted one, God rejected one. Why? Heart. Why is God saying, I, Esau, I hate Jacob, I love heart. The heart of a thing is the matter of that. Matter of that matter. It's very important for us to know that the heart is very critical to God. And that is why you cannot allow any grudge, any, any brutal bitterness to stay in your heart. Any anxiety, any um, uh, jealousy, any argument, any fight to be in this heart. Clean it always. Make sure it's pure before the Lord. And today I will just give you one more, one more before we pray. I call it dedicated intimacy with God in communion. Dedicated intimacy with God in the place of communion. Koinonia, fellowship. Dedicating time to always be intimate with God. Let me shock us. You know some of us only come to God only when we pray. Prayer is different. I'll talk, I'll talk about prayer in the course of this uh, t- uh, preaching by the grace of God one of these days. M- many of us, some of us only come to God when it is time to pray. There is difference between intimacy with God and a time of prayer. There are two different things. It's just that time of prayer is also part of the channel through we are intimate with God. It's just You can be intimate with God in different ways, not just in prayers. Is somebody listening to me? You can be so close to God that even the shoe you want to put on in a day you ask him, Father, which shoe we glorify you today? What clothes should I put on? You can be so intimate with God that when you are even eating and you are about to just put the muscle in your hand, the Lord says, stop. No food today. Put it down. Come with me. I want to show you something. Intimacy. In the place of fellowshipping with God. Psalm 91. The Bible says, who, who shall dwell? I mean, they that dwell in the sacred place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Under the shadow of the Almighty. When you are close to God, it is difficult for the enemy to infringe into your territory. The scripture talks about Enoch. If you take a look at uh, uh, the book of Genesis, I believe, chapter 5, verse 24, in NLT, in King James Version, it says, Enoch walked with God and it was no more for God took him. But if you look at NLT, it says, walking in close fellowship with God, then one day he disappeared because God took him. Closeness. He was damn too close to God. And the Lord said, no, you are not too good for here. Come over with me. I need to keep you with me. We need to be a man and a woman, a boy, a girl of God's presence. Many people are TV presence, people of TV presence. If they put our life together and summit every day, the time we spend in front of TV and social media, we can be qualified as TV people or social media presence. 
Some people are they are so concerned about staying on social media 24-7. Who is liking what I put? Who is not liking it? Hey, who is posting? Who is not posting? And we will be in that presence for. And then when some we, we now say faith is difficult to come up in us, it can't come up because that is not where to garner faith. That's not a place to garner faith. Some of us will be television um, um, news. I was once upon a time very addicted to news. You know how CNN will play it three times, four times? The same news. They keep playing it. I'll sit down in front of it. Cross my leg. You, the same thing I watch 7 o'clock, I watch 8 o'clock. I watch 9 o'clock, I watch 10 o'clock. They continue, continue until new things fit into it. And, and then you spend all your life doing that. How can you have faith? When all they are beaming and streaming is just unbelief. Things that will create fear and cause commotion. And then you want to have faith. Many of us are, we are not God's, we are not people of God's presence. And so, when God says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he's talking about somebody who makes that place his abode. Somebody who lives there. Somebody who understands the secret of God at part time. Like the sons, and, uh, sons of Issachar in Second Chronicles chapter 12. They knew what Israel should do part time. They were just 200, but they, they never broke their ranks. People of God's presence, people that carry his presence. It is, see, the Holy Spirit said to me this morning, in the presence of God, everything is present. Everything. Is it joy? Is it blessing? Whatever we want, peace of mind, strength and grace, everything is in the presence of God. All we need to do is to be carrier of his presence. When you carry God's presence to a church, the church understands it. You don't just only come to God's presence in church. You carry God's presence to church. I carry God's presence to church. We mingle together in God's presence and then there's explosion because iron, our iron sharpens iron. But believers today, what do we do? We spend a lot of time. We're all given 24 hours of the day. But many of us put your 24 hours in profession. Eight hours of sleep. Maybe three hours of making food. Maybe five hours of social media. Then maybe eight hours of work. If you look at the fragments that we dedicated to God. I'm not talking of coming to church. But fragment you sat down that you know that this I spend in God's presence today may not be up to 10 minutes. And yet we want to carry weight in the spirit. It's difficult. If you want to be a man or a woman of spiritual stamina, you must understand how to stay in God's presence. We could stay in God's presence through music. You're just there. You are not going. You know, I went to gym this past week where I was lodging and I just said, let me try some gym. Maybe I can reduce some of this six pack and make it a one pack or so. And, and I was there. By the time I did some little for two minutes, I started panting. Ha! Then I did for, I said, no, I will stay. By the time it was 15 minutes, I started preaching to myself. But something, a message came to me. Do you know that is how many of us get into spirit realm? And we say we will stay in God's presence. Then we look at phone a little bit. Ah, okay, then that's what we're thinking of. Oh, have I done that assignment? I have not. Oh, oh, is that boy going to bring what I asked him to bring? He's not bringing it. And our mind is all everywhere. And we will stand up from that place. That thing said to me, stay there. You cannot build physical stamina if you are spending 15 minutes in gym. Do you agree with me? So you can't build spiritual stamina with 10 minutes prayer. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can ask and say, then what should I be saying? Stay there. Say whatever. In fact, somebody says, sleep there. Dedicate time and say, this time is for God. I'm not leaving. Sleep there. 
When the time comes and you wake up, Father, I'm sorry I slept, but I will continue where I stopped. Maintain God's time for God's presence. Stay there and dedicate it to him. Sometimes you could help yourself with music, melodious music, worship music. I'm not talking of music of uh, my enemy head more breaking. My, my leg must uh, heal. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God. I want to be in your presence. Encourage yourself into his presence. Some of us, it is true, adoring his name, which, you know, eulogizing his name that you know. Some of us, it is true, speaking in tongue. Just stay there, dedicate time, and just close your door like Daniel did. This man, Daniel, the Bible said when, when he saw that they have signed that order, he went into his room as his usual way of doing it. He opened his window to Jerusalem. That was not to show off. That was the usual way when they are in the strange land. The Bible says Solomon was praying in that temple. He said when they leave, when they, when they open, I mean, when they face that temple and they pray. Lord, hear them. That was all Daniel was doing. He opened his window and he faced Jerusalem and was praying and they saw him. No, that man said, no, I am not going to trade my God's presence for anything. Whether it's a government requirement or not. You know, here people will say, you need to obey the law. The law, the law says we should not do this. So obey the law. If the law of the nation conflicts with God's law, I obey God's law. Sorry. That's what the story of Daniel teaches us. He prayed that prayer and they took him to face the consequence. We must be people that value God's presence. That's the second thing I learned about Daniel. He valued God's presence. There are three times a day. He's always doing. How many times a day do you and I value God's presence? At your break time, do you just go out and just find a place and walk around? Some of us, we do that. We just walk under the tree. I'm blasting tongue for 15 minutes. It's my break time, but I'm not drinking any coffee. I am blasting it tongue for the Lord. You are, you, are, you are jeering yourself off in the spirit realm. How many of us? We say, any moment I spend in the washroom, yes, as I'm sitting down there doing the thing, I am blasting in tongue. It's not time to be looking at Facebook. It's not time to be looking at any Instagram. I want to speak to my father. Do you know that God's presence can be anywhere you allow him to be? Not just in church. That is how to build spiritual weight, sir. And then when you stand and command, devil listens because of what? You are not strangers in God's presence of the Most High. Let's rise to our feet. Time is not permitting me to go on. People of God's presence will make the difference. Draw me close to thee. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.